The first thing is to name five things that you can see that you are grateful for. Then four things that you can touch that you're grateful for might just even be as simple as, you know, touching your hair or touching the clothing that you're wearing, or maybe you're in a nice cozy blanket. Then three things that you can hear pausing for a moment. And what do you hear in the room or around you that you're grateful for? Hello, and welcome to the wake up with gratitude podcast, where we share tips, tricks, and hacks on how to practice gratitude daily. Whether you're a gratitude guru or you've lost your gratitude journal once again, we've got you covered. We share personal and authentic stories from our guests who are entrepreneurs, business professionals, parents, caregivers, and everyday human beings just like you and I. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and I'm an intuitive business and health coach. And I'm here to inspire you to choose to wake up with gratitude every single day. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and today is World Gratitude Day. If you're listening on September 21st, 2021, we are celebrating this very special day of gratitude around the world. And so thank you to you, my gratitude ambassadors, for continuing not only to listen to the podcast, but to share it with others leave your reviews and all the other ways that this podcast gets shared around the globe. And I want to say thank you to you. Today's episode is going to be very special as I'm going to share with you 21 different ways to practice gratitude. Some of these are things that I've been doing for a long time. Others are new practices that I've learned from my guests on my show And even more of these are just ideas that I've gotten from interviewing so many people about gratitude. So the goal is not, of course, for you to start all 21 of these different things, but it's to give you an idea if you feel like you want to either start or deepen your gratitude practice. I hope that these ideas will really help you uh, as we go into this beautiful season of Thanksgiving. Before we get into the podcast, I wanted to share a few little exciting things with you. I'm not sure if you've been to visit my shop yet, but I invite you to check out wakeupwithgratitude.com. This is where my blog and my shop lives, and you can also learn all about our grateful squad on this website. But lately, I've added a couple of new things to the gratitude shop, and I wanted to make sure that you knew about them. The first thing is a t-shirt that I had designed, which says, gratitude is my jam. But the jam is actually a pot of jam. So it's a super cute t-shirt and you can order it all the way from size extra small to 5XL. All sizes are the same pricing and then shipping of course depends where you are in the world. The second thing I've added to my store is the 2022 Vancouver Island Sunrises Calendar. I live on Vancouver Island, just off the West coast of Canada. And one thing I love, and it's a big part of my gratitude practice as well, is going to the beach in the morning and capturing photos of the sunrise with my phone. I've been doing this for almost three years now. And last year I had my very first calendar and it did really well. So I was excited to create a calendar with all new photos for 2022. So you can check that out and the t-shirt at wakeupwithgratitude.com click on shop. The calendar is actually right on the landing page. So it's super easy to find. All right, friends, let's get into this episode of the podcast. 
As I mentioned in the intro, today we are celebrating World Gratitude Day, and I'm going to share 21 different ways to practice gratitude. And they are in no particular order. It's simply the order that came to mind when I thought about different ways to practice gratitude. So the first is my morning mantra. And this is something that I've been saying when I first wake up for a very long time. And it goes like this. Thank you for this gift of another day and the opportunity to be of service to others and to make a difference in this world. These are words that I do my best to remember to repeat before I even get out of bed. Sometimes I'll even share these words out loud when I'm on the beach watching the sunrise. It's such a good reminder to ground myself in what my purpose is and why I'm here and to really remember that for me, the most important gratitude practice is just simply thank you. Thank you that I woke up and thank you for this gift of another day. So I'll repeat it for you one more time. Thank you for this gift of another day and the opportunity to be of service to others and to make a difference in this world. The second thing on my list is a body scan. So this was shared to me with one of my podcast guests and what she does in the morning is before she gets out of bed, she takes a moment to do a body scan. So starting from the top of her head all the way down to her toes, she thinks about each part of her body and gives thanks for it. So, you know, thank you for my brain. Thank you for my eyes to be able to see. Thank you for my mouth to be able to speak and to eat and all these things. And she just takes time to do a scan of her body and be grateful for so many things in our body that we absolutely take for granted. You know, sometimes it is difficult to remember that just our heart beating is truly a miracle. We don't actually have to do anything for our heart to continue beating. And it does. And reminding ourselves that that alone is something to be grateful for is a really wonderful way to start the day. The next thing, which is also a morning practice is writing in a gratitude journal in the morning. I have a really solid evening gratitude practice, but for a long time, I wasn't doing any gratitude in the morning. And by the way, if you're doing only an evening gratitude practice, that's already fantastic. But I wanted to start a morning gratitude practice. Many of my guests had told me that they do a morning gratitude journal, and I didn't want to write in my journal again in the morning. I didn't really want to repeat what I'd written the night before. A couple of years ago, I started a really great morning journaling gratitude practice. Now, something you may not want to know about me, but I have a really good digestive system and things tend to get going in the morning fairly quickly after I wake up, which is actually a good thing. So instead of scrolling on my phone, I decided to start this gratitude practice. So I would write on my phone in a note at least five, sometimes up to 10 different things that I'm grateful for. And what's interesting is that part of this journaling practice also includes writing down things that I'm grateful for that I might not actually be happy about. So writing down any negative thoughts or things that are frustrating me as if I am grateful for them. And what that practice has done is that it allows me to get these things off my chest first thing in the morning, and then I'm not carrying them around with me for the rest of the day. And even though I might not be grateful for them at the time that I'm writing them, I find that over time, I do find ways to be grateful for some of the things that have really been bothering me 
or annoying me just a few days earlier. So that's how I do my morning journaling practice. However you do it, it doesn't matter. It's such a great way to start the day and to, again, really deepen and enrich your gratitude practice. The fourth thing on my list is to practice gratitude in the shower. One of my guests actually introduced me to this practice, which is that when she's taking a shower, she takes a moment as she's feeling the water run you know, over her body to just be in gratitude. She says she doesn't find a lot of time for gratitude in the rest of the day, but whenever she takes a t- shower for her, it becomes a moment of gratitude. There are simple things that we can be grateful for. Just the fact that we do have hot water, running water, you know, access to indoor plumbing, but it can also be a bit of a meditative time to reflect on what we're grateful for while at the same time, we're doing maybe a little bit of self-care and some personal hygiene and maybe get us ready for the day. Or if it's at the end of the day, a nice hot shower to help us relax and get a better sleep. This next one is something that you can do right now while you're listening. You can even do this while you're driving fairly safely, and that is a gratitude scan. I've adapted this from a strategy that's used to help people when they're feeling anxious. So the first thing is to name five things that you can see that you are grateful for. Then four things that you can touch that you're grateful for might just even be as simple as, you know, touching your hair or touching the clothing that you're wearing, or maybe you're in a nice cozy blanket. Then three things you can hear pausing for a moment. And what do you hear in the room or around you that you're grateful for? Could be the voices of children. Maybe it's the birds singing, or maybe it's just the wind whistling through your car windows. Then two things you can smell. Is someone baking nearby? Do you smell the rain? Do you smell fall? What is it that you can smell? And the very last thing is one thing you can taste. So using this simple analogy that is used for reducing anxiety can also be used to increase our gratitude. So I'll just review it. So it's being grateful for five things you can see, four things you can touch, three things you can hear, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. How many of you use a meditation app? There are so many ways that we can listen to meditation these days, and I understand that meditation can be difficult for many. The most important thing with meditation is to not give yourself a hard time and not to really take it too seriously, but starting a gratitude meditation practice can be truly life-changing. There was a time when I was listening to a gratitude meditation every single day. I also love the Oprah and Deepak 21 day meditation challenges. They've had a few that have been around the theme of gratitude and thankfulness. And even though I wasn't very good at sitting still during these meditations, I would listen to them while I was out walking. And I found that that alone is also a way to really get into the feeling of gratitude and to meditate while we're walking out in nature is just as good as if we sit still on the floor without any distraction. So if you haven't tried meditation and you're struggling a bit, I just say, don't give yourself such a hard time. You know, any time that we sit quietly and are focused on something is helpful for us. The next thing on my list is journaling in the evening. 
This for me is my most solid gratitude habits alongside with my morning mantra. And it's what we call bookending the day. So I start my day with the morning mantra, no matter what, and I end my day with my gratitude journal. Now, the way that I gratitude journal is I write three things that I'm grateful for, for that day. And I make it specific to that day. And I also do my best not to repeat what I've written the day before. So really specific. And then I do this really cool thing called creating a gratitude intention. I learned this from Bob Proctor in The Secret many years ago, and it's writing in the present tense, something that has yet to happen on the physical plane, but acting as if I'm already grateful for it. And so I've been using this for many, many years. I used it years ago to help me achieve a really amazing business goal. I've used it to achieve buying our first home, used it to achieve moving across the country. And lately what I've been using it for is I say every night to end my gratitude, I say, I am truly grateful to have attracted a new customer today. So I have this personal business goal that I want to attract a new customer every single day. I'm not quite there yet, but it's definitely been growing since I started writing this as my gratitude intention. Now, the number eight thing on my list is an upgrade to the evening gratitude journal that I learned from one of my more recent guests. And what she does is she writes her gratitude and then rereads it out loud. And every time she reads a sentence, she repeats, thank you, thank you, thank you after that sentence. So not only is reading out loud another way to use your senses to really feel that gratitude, but saying thank you, thank you, thank you again solidifies that feeling of giving thanks in your body and really truly grounds you in gratitude. So I'll be honest, I have only tried this a couple times, but I can tell you that it feels really good to just take that evening journaling practice one step deeper. We'll be right back to the podcast in just a few short moments. My friends, I have a gift for you. I created a beautiful gratitude meditation that you can download directly to your phone. What I love about this gratitude meditation is that it's a great way to start your day. And I encourage you to turn your phone on airplane mode before you go to sleep. And the nice thing about having a meditation that's downloaded to your phone is that you don't need to turn your phone off airplane mode before you start your day with gratitude. So to access this gratitude meditation, please visit bit.ly forward slash gratitude love letter. It's all one word and gratitude, love, and letter are all capitalized. So that's bit.ly forward slash gratitude love letter. As a bonus, I'll be sharing with you my weekly gratitude love letter into your inbox It's something that will bring joy and happiness and of course, gratitude to your inbox every single week. That way you'll never miss another episode of the podcast. You'll hear about other podcasts and blogs and articles that I find interesting and want to share with you. And I also share some of my favorite photos that I've taken that week. So if we're not connected on social media, you'll get the best of wake up with gratitude in your inbox as well.
All right, friends, let's get back into this episode of the podcast. I imagine that many of you are listening to this podcast while driving. So let's talk about how we can use gratitude while we are driving. Well, one thing we can do is we can turn off the radio and the music that we're listening to, or wait a minute, if you turn off the podcast and you can't hear what I'm going to say. So wait just a minute before pausing the podcast, but we can take the moment of quiet in the vehicle to just do a mental list of things that we are grateful for. And I also use gratitude when driving, especially when I come across a situation that I'm in traffic. I'm very, very lucky to live in a place where I rarely see traffic anymore. So when I do have to wait more than two cycles of a light, I might get a little bit annoyed. So what I do is I remind myself that everything is happening in perfect and divine timing. So I am going to get where I need to go at exactly the right time. And I don't stress about whether I'm going to be late or not. Listen, for me, being on time is one of my core values. In fact, I always aim to be early, but sometimes I make decisions. I leave a little bit too late and I can't control the road conditions. And this is why I remind myself when I'm in that situation, I can't control the road conditions. I can't control other drivers. So what do I control is my reaction to the situation right now. And I'll tell you that it's a lot more enjoyable to go through a traffic jam when you're looking for things to be grateful and you're thinking about your safety. I mean, who knows? Maybe the fact that you're stuck in a traffic jam is what keeps you from getting into an accident, you know, had the flow of traffic been different. So those are the kinds of things that I remind myself while I'm driving. Now, some of you might also be listening to this podcast while you're out for a walk or a hike. So what are some ways that we can practice gratitude while we are out for a walk or out hiking in nature? And we can use some of the things you've already mentioned, just looking around us and looking at the abundance and gratitude for that. I love looking at trees and just reminding myself like how beautifully abundant nature is. Also, this might sound silly, but just being grateful for the fact that we can walk or hike is to me, an important gratitude practice. You know, after having spent a week in a medically induced coma, I couldn't walk. And in order for me to get out of the hospital, I had to figure out quickly how to walk when my muscles had atrophied so much from being, you know, in a coma for a week. And just taking for granted being able to go up and down the stairs. It took me about a week after I got home to be able to walk up and down the stairs. I was kind of bum scooting up and down the stairs like a, a toddler would do until I had the strength to walk up and down the stairs. So next time you're out walking, or maybe you're doing that right now, are you taking for granted the fact that you can walk, that you're healthy enough to leave the house and go for a walk or go for a hike. Do you live in a place where you're close to trails or you have access to nature nearby and you can really be in nature on a regular basis? That's something that many people don't have access to at all. So let's talk about gratitude before you eat. I was never one to say a prayer before I ate. And when I started doing this gratitude work, um, because my primary work is actually in nutrition and health and supplementation and my really my area of expertise is in digestion and detoxification, 
I realized that simply by taking a moment to give thanks for my food, I was actually improving my digestion. So when we pause for a moment before we eat and we give thanks, we allow our digestive enzymes to be released. We allow our stomach acid to build up and that actually helps us to eat. It also gives us a moment to pause And when we pause before we eat, we actually do a lot better because we're focused on the action of eating. Another great gratitude practice while we're eating is to think about where your food came from. So not only thanking the person who may have made your dinner, but where did those things come from? You know, the farmer, there's a, probably a processing plant involved. How did that food get to your plate? So this is a, there's a great book by AJ Jacobs all about this whole journey. He's trying to figure out exactly where his cup of coffee comes from every little bit of it. It's really amazing. This journey he goes on, but you don't have to go into that much depth, but thinking about how everything got onto your plate, or even, like I said, simply thanking the person who made you your food can go a long way. Listen, even if you're doing takeout, giving the restaurant a great feedback on the internet or even calling back and saying thank you my meal was amazing goes a really long way because most people won't take the time to do it i'm going to talk about another strategy that can be used and i use it once in a while to fall asleep at night so sometimes it's a stressful world and maybe we've been on social media before bed which is not good for so many reasons but you know i'm human like you and sometimes i find myself on TikTok a little bit too long before bed. I will always do my gratitude journal after, but sometimes, you know, what I've seen or heard is still going through my mind as I'm trying to fall asleep. And a really great thing that can help us to fall asleep is do what we call a gratitude ABC. So what you can do with this is basically you start with A and you think of something that you're grateful for or someone whose name begins with A. And then you follow and complete the alphabet. Now, let me tell you, you're not going to complete the entire alphabet. You're going to fall asleep long before you get to the end of the alphabet. But this strategy really works and it's more interesting than counting sheep. The next three ways are practices that we can do to express our gratitude to others. So I'll kind of share them in the, I guess, degree of difficulty. So the first one is sending love texts. So this is a really fun activity where you just send 10 love texts to people in your life and you just tell them that you love them and you're grateful for them and you appreciate them. And they're so fun. Sometimes I hear back from people. Sometimes, Most times I do. Sometimes I don't. And that's okay. So you're just sending out 10 love texts to people in your life to remind them that you love them, you care about them, and you appreciate them. So if you're going to do that one, that's a super easy one to just pause the podcast and do right now. The next sort of level of this would be sending cards. So I love sending cards. I love sending gratitude cards. I love it so much that I actually designed my own set of cards and then now I sell them in my shop, but I even have a set of cards that are just for me that I keep for me, but writing a handwritten card and sending it to someone and being specific about what you're grateful for, for them is quite a special thing these days. I don't know about you, but basically what I get in my mailbox is the occasional bill, although pretty much all my bills are online now, and a lot of flyers and discount coupons for fast food. 
getting a handwritten letter is still something that is so rare and so exciting. Isn't it so much fun when you open your mailbox or go to the mailbox. I know people don't even go to their mailboxes anymore. And then there's like a colored envelope and handwriting on it. That's a super fun thing. I did, um, this practice for quite some time and I would keep a list of people that I had sent cards to. And, you know, it's good to be prepared ahead of time, have your envelopes and your stamps ready and, you know, people's names and addresses. But this is a fun one that you can do on a regular basis, or even I've done batch gratitude cards, uh, for some business reasons. I accomplished, uh, I remember the last time I accomplished a really big business goal, I got a pack of 50 thank you cards and sent out 50 cards and did it all in about a week. Let me tell you, my hand was definitely sore from handwriting, but it was absolutely worth it. And the kind of penultimate level I would say about writing, or I guess you could type in this case, um, I had Nancy Davis co on and she wrote a book called the thank you project, which is all about how for her 50th birthday, she had this project where she sent gratitude letters to people in her life. And the book explains it really, really well, but the long and the short of it is when you're sending a gratitude letter to someone, you're making it again, very specific about something you're grateful for that they influenced your life in a positive way, or they were there for you in a specific situation and that you then keep a copy for yourself before sending this letter so that you have a record of this gratitude and to not have any expectations that someone's going to answer you back. So she and I did a podcast together where she explains it really well. I'll link back to that podcast episode for you, but I also recommend grabbing her book, um, the thank you project, which will help you understand exactly how to do this one. This next practice is one that's really good to do with kids and that is mirror work. And what I mean by mirror work is looking at yourself in a mirror and saying kind things to yourself. This sounds really simple, but I know that it's really hard for a lot of people. And I would do this practice with my daughter when she was young. She's a little older now, not as interested in it, but it really just started with saying, I love you to yourself in the mirror and then using positive affirmations to remind you and to remind, you know, your child that, you know, I am loved. I am grateful. I'm whole and complete and I'm perfect just the way that I am. I am strong. I am capable. And, um, I love Louise Hay. She has so many great ways to create affirmations. You can just Google Louise Hay and she'll give you tons of ideas of affirmations, but I was reminded of this mirror work by a recent guest and she has three really young children and she does mirror work with them. And I remember how powerful this practice was for my daughter. And I did it for myself for many years. I would have a list of affirmations that I would read to myself, looking myself in the eye and just reminding myself, we are so bombarded by so many negative messages, not only from outside, but from inside. And by choosing to have these positive messages repeated to ourselves, looking into our own eyes and just reminding ourselves how incredibly amazing and powerful humans that we are. It's such an amazing, amazing feeling. Let's take a deep breath together. And let's talk about gratitude breathing. There are many ways that breath work can help us. And 
gratitude breathing is simply just breathing in gratitude. And then when we exhale, we exhale love and light into the world. So we breathe in gratitude and we exhale love and light into the world. Throw this one into your toolbox because it's so simple to do. It takes almost no time. And I promise you, do this three or four times when you're in a stressful situation and you'll find that your stress starts to melt away and you might even have a smile on your face. Okay, friends, we are getting to the end of our list. I have four more things to share on my list of 21 ways to practice gratitude. So a 30 days of gratitude challenge. This is something that I have done many times and with many people. And the way that we choose to do a 30 days of gratitude challenge is on social media. Now you can do your social, your 30 days of gratitude challenge privately. That's absolutely fine. But the way that I've chosen to do it with many other people is on social media. So what this is, is you take 30 days to post every day, something or someone that you're grateful for. It's a great exercise as it adds something positive to the feed. And also it reminds you to look for people and things or places that you're grateful for. I know a couple of people who have continued this practice and done 365 days of gratitude as well, posting every single day. And one of my upcoming guests, um, she shared that she did 366 days of gratitude and she didn't repeat a single thing once. Now you don't have to do 366 days, but a 30 days of gratitude challenge. If you're finding that social media right now is tough and you're finding there's a lot of negativity, you be the light, you bring the positivity, you inspire others to come with you and do a 30 days of gratitude challenge. And it will change the way that your feed is and how you show up on social media. Now, speaking of things being difficult right now, I use this strategy probably every single day and it's finding gratitude when things aren't working. This sounds so difficult and so complicated, but it's a little bit like I was saying, you know, when you're grateful that that you're in traffic because you were perhaps kept safe from traffic flow being different. So when things don't go my way, which happens, you know, (laughs) I wish everything always went my way, but sometimes it really doesn't. And it's frustrating. I struggle and have struggled for a really long time with, uh, jealousy and not being able to be, um, celebrate other people's success. I've come a long, long way, but that for me is the hardest thing. You know, when I feel jealous or left out, those are things that really spark a a deep reaction for me. And so I use gratitude to look at the other side of things and to try and help myself to get out of a difficult place. So let's just say that you know, someone I'm working with was treated to a special thing and they were recognized. And I felt in my mind that I also should have been recognized and it should have been, you know, why was I excluded or left out? And I focus on the gratitude. First, I focus on that this person was recognized. This person was, you know, doing something great and somebody noticed them. And then I remember 
in gratitude that this is something that I got to keep working on. Someone else's success does not take anything away from me. And just because someone else was included doesn't mean I was necessarily excluded. It's not easy, but this is a gratitude practice that has helped and served me in so many ways. Another way to get your week started with gratitude, uh, and this I learned from a guest, was to do your weekly gratitude on Sunday. So maybe you're not there with a gratitude journal every morning or every evening. So finding time on a Sunday to write out what you're grateful for, for the week that has passed, can be very powerful. So this guest would write 10 things that they're grateful for on a Sunday evening. And I would just add in, you know, Sunday is a great time to plan your week out and to create your success ahead of time. And all the gratitude habits that you line up along the way will help all that success that you want to create manifest on the physical plane. And the last thing that I want to share with you is using gratitude to heal a relationship or improve a relationship. This one I learned from Darren Hardy many years ago. One of um, my favorite books of his is called The Compound Effect. But he shares a story of how he wanted to improve his marriage. Not there wasn't anything necessarily wrong with it. He just wanted his marriage to be in a better place in a year from now than instead of being in a worse place. So he started keeping a gratitude journal about his wife. So he started writing uh, the things that he noticed that he was grateful for for his wife in this journal. And then a year later, he gave her this journal. So. I've actually used this a number of different times to heal different relationships in my life, but this year, and don't tell my husband, I mean, he doesn't listen to the podcast, but, you know, uh, in case you listen and you know, my husband, um, Dan, don't tell him this, but I've been keeping a, a note on my phone of things that I'm grateful for that he does on a daily basis. He doesn't know about this list. What I love about this list is when we've had a tough day or we've gotten into an argument or we disagree about something, it forces me to find something to be grateful for about him. And I know that for me, it's helped my relationship and it really helps me to appreciate him a lot more. Whether I give him the list or not remains to be seen, but I know that this practice for me has absolutely been working and it's absolutely worth the time. So if you're struggling in a relationship, especially with someone who's close to you, then this can work really well, you know, with a spouse, a partner, a child, a parent, whatever that looks like for you. I imagine you could even do this with a difficult coworker. You know, when we tell ourselves to look at something from a different way, even if that person's behavior doesn't change because it won't, we can't control how other people are going to show up and behave, but the way we look at them changes and therefore our relationship changes. Okay, friends, thanks for celebrating world gratitude day with me. I am so excited that I've shared with you all these ways that we can practice gratitude. And remember the most important thing is to just start Choose any one of these and just give it a go. And if it doesn't work, just try something different. There are endless ways to practice gratitude and they're all correct. You can't get this wrong. That's what's so much fun about gratitude is it's free. It's easy to do, but it's not always easy to remember and to create a habit. And that's why we're here. That's why I continue to do this podcast. 
All right. Well, I wanted to say just thank you again. Thank you for all of you that are our gratitude ambassadors. Thank you to everyone who's a part of the weekly gratitude love letter, getting that in your inbox. Thank you to everyone who shares this podcast, uh, leaves a review. It means so much. And I just wanted you to know that I love you and I'm grateful for you. And I hope this day has been amazing. Thank you for listening right to the end of the podcast. I hope this episode inspired you to choose to practice gratitude in different ways than you might have before. If you're not already following the podcast on your favorite app, all you have to do is click on the check mark or plus sign under the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast name to make sure that you're alerted of all the new episodes. If you really enjoy this podcast and want others to hear about it, it would mean so much if you could leave a review on your favorite app. Your review can help others to find the podcast and start to join us in choosing to wake up with gratitude every single day.